So welcome to Dr. C and the D, and I'm Dr. Carol Kowalczyk, and on this segment, I am really excited to have my wonderful friend, amazing colleague, Claire Hogan, on uh, to talk about the mental health when it comes to fertility. Hello, Claire. Hi, Dr. Kowalczyk. How are you? I am wonderful, and I am just so grateful for you every single day. Uh, when it comes to, you know, you as a person, I, I always can come to you with advice and, and my patients love you as well. And, and I think in this segment, what we're going to talk about is, okay, you've been trying to have a baby, you're excited about having a baby, it hasn't really gone the way you planned. So you've met someone like me, and I've done the workup, and we've come to a treatment plan, okay, we're going to do leptizol, we're going to do clomid, we're going to do IVF. And you're all excited and we're getting ready to do our treatment plan. And, you know, I've always been a believer of traditional medicine is great. Complementary medicine is great, but putting them together is going to enhance success. So I got the plan of the treatment, but then I, what is, what do patients want to do uh, mental health wise, couples wise during this journey? And this is where you come in, Claire. Yes, absolutely. So it's such a critical component before where it was kind of mental health and physical, physical health and treatment in between were not often paired. And I think we really saw um, just how difficult the journey could be. So we started seeing just a new way of approaching the fertility journey, which you have just pioneered in so many ways, Dr. Kowalczyk. And, and part of that is, is looking and treating quote the whole person so knowing that we are going into some really impressive uh medical treatments to hopefully get get you to your dream but also that probably equally as important is how you feel and how you're able to sustain and stay in treatment until we get that baby in your arms by taking care of you, by minimizing your anxiety, by really supporting uh, the inner dialogues that women have all the time. There's a tremendous shame and guilt circuit that women in fertility navigate, certainly men too. Uh, women tend to just be maybe a little more verbal about it. And so we we need somebody who has not only skill sets that they can impart to you and really uh, walk with you in this really sensitive and intense and um, exciting, but also scary journey and kind of pull you back, anchor you back. So we have a uh, reasonable anxiety that doesn't feel really debilitating, that we're establishing relationships that feel supportive and helping you find good boundaries, all the things that are going to keep you above water until we get you to the end of that fertility cycle. And that is so important to hear because you know what? Fertility is a medical diagnosis, right? So everyone knows someone experiencing infertility. One out of eight couples, 15% of couples experience infertility. And when you're going through it, you know, you feel like you're the only one. And, and women are nurturers. Women beat themselves up all the time. And I get this a lot. What am I doing wrong? What did I do wrong? What can I do better? And, and, you know, they, they'll say to me, I'm trying to eat right, or I'm trying to do this, or I'm trying to do my ovulation. And they've got all the temperature charts. Women are amazing. Couples are amazing. And, and so the first thing they do is they want to beat themselves up and they think mm -hmm. that there's something wrong with them. And that's not, not true. I mean, it, it's, if, you know, if you had diabetes or high blood pressure, you'd have a medical condition. You wouldn't think, oh my God, there's something wrong with me necessarily. Mm -hmm. So um, so I think that that's really important that women need to hear that, that there's nothing wrong. They're not doing anything wrong. It's something that we need to help to, to fix medically and then to get, give themselves that self-love mm -hmm. and to 
to, to give himself a little like slack when it comes self-compassion. to self-compassion. Yeah. Self-compassion. It's, um, and I think what the, if we followed that, that route for most women, it's this tremendous feeling that somehow I've caused this. If I, if I didn't work on my career so long, or if I didn't find my love later in in life, if I had just known what my ovarian aging was like, as if we should be, you know, Mm -hmm. just omnipresent and all knowing in terms (laughs) of that. And so it really, you know, helping people pull back. And I think because it is one in eight, because if you, if you search out your village in, in so many amazing, you know, forums and groups and support groups that we have, what you're going to hear is people who are sharing your same journey and same story. And I think it helps us pull back and realize that a, we're not as alone as this often feels that B we can, we can have that self-compassion and that that doesn't mean that we're we're, um, you know, not moving forward, but it just allows us to have the correct lens on that's going to offer a truthful mirror to you that you didn't do anything, that you're not alone in this and that there's a strong, strong chance that we can get you to the other side of this and still take care of who you are and the way you view yourself as a woman. And the cool thing about being a woman too, I got to tell you, is that we do talk and we do have our, you know, ability to say, you know, we, because it's so common, uh, we do find that friend and how many times are people at a restaurant or a cocktail party and, and they'll open up and they'll say, well, you know, here, and then three other women show up with their glass right. of wine and say, you know what? I had the struggle too. This That's is right. what I did. Who are you seeing? Uh, oh, I saw Dr. Kowalczyk. Oh, I'm too. You know, that's always some fun for me to hear, but, yes. but, but, you know, they all congregate and then they, they, they form that village and yes. they're able talk about it. And I think the cool thing about women is that we are more open to conversation. We are more open to, to research. We are more open to find people to talk to. Now our guys historically have been, okay, I'm going to go have a beer in my man cave and they don't want to talk about it. Um, But I have to tell you, Claire, I'm seeing more and more guys that are opening up at the sports events mm-hmm. and at the football games and at the bowling alley and they're having their beer and they're like, Hey, what's going on? Hey, yeah, man. Yes. I'm trying to have a baby. And yeah. the guys are starting to come. The together. guys are saying it. Yes. Well, 10 years ago, that wasn't like that. But I yeah. think the cool thing is, is I'm starting to see the guys open up, which is so refreshing. Yes. One of the most amazing trends I've noticed in the, so this is my 13th year with Dr. Kowalczyk and this, this trend that I'm, I'm really picking up on with such enthusiasm is it is our men who are calling me to set up our counseling appointments. So they'll say, I'd love to set up a support session for me and my wife. Sometimes it's just them, you know, as they're navigating just how it impacts their identity, um, how, how to move through their own feelings of inadequacy. Um, and even just simple things like how do I do a semen analysis without feeling so funny about all of this? And Uh so we are, there's a different caliber of emotional intelligence that we're seeing with our men. And I think, it's making the experience much more shouldered by both partners. Um, and, and I also want to say for those, cause I know there's many couples where it's, it doesn't feel that way where one, one partners may be driving the train and, and really kind of pushing for treatment or diagnostics and, and might feel very alone in their marriage. There's ways that, that in the mental health field, we can soften that experience to help them achieve the communication with their partner that they need to kind of get everyone on board and still feel connected and not, not be in such a fragile state as a, a partnership. 
And along those lines, I mean, there are some fertility centers that are on the coasts that, you know, you'll see someone like me and then your next appointment is with a counselor. Like I always go to Boston IVF and Dr. Dumar's experience and she wrote a book, Conquering Infertility, which is fabulous. But, you know, it, it's like, hey, there's the, the traditional track and then there's the counseling track. And, and we always try to encourage couples to go to counseling. And you know what? Going to counseling is not that there's something going on with your communication or anything like that. It's still one of the most stressful diagnoses to receive uh, behind cancer and HIV diagnosis. So the thing with fertility is that you're at a social event and you're totally fine and there's, you don't look sick, you don't feel sick, but you've got this struggle. So, yeah. so being able to have the team, like I want to hug you when you're in my office. I want to, and I do, you know, and hopefully it's still okay, but I, I want to hug you and say, I'm going to take good care of you. It's going to be, but you know, what I love about you, Claire, so much is that, yeah, you want to hug, but you're going to be like, all right, let's get down to this, man. That's right. What That's right. You? What are yes. your techniques? What can you do to get through this journey? Okay. You got, you got appointments, you got to schedule, you got to juggle with your work. You got to juggle with your kids. You're at the mercy of your ovaries and today's not the day you really need to take, get the IUI after the trigger shot because you got a big meeting, but you got to move it around. Then you got a negative pregnancy test. You have your period. You're doing it again. I mean, you're the key and people and, 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 and counselors like you are so important and the key to how to navigate those, those stresses. Yes. So, so talk a little bit about how you help couples get through all these numbers and timetables and mm -hmm. all this stress. For sure. For sure. It, I mean, there's such good, good research out there that shows that when we can have meaningful skill sets, and sometimes I always joke, I get eye rolls of how simple some of these things sound, but they, they are really statistically meaningful in terms of people who walk through infertility or their fertility journey with much more success in terms of anxiety, depression, normal responses to, to stress, trauma, loss, um, all of those things. And so counselors are ready with a whole smattering of things that we can tailor to how you are wired as a person, um, it, whether you're really sensitive or whether you're a really private person, there's, there's something for everybody that can help neutralize and stabilize. And then certainly I think one of what I hope to be as a counselor, um, is somebody who remembers the important things that are the minutia, you know, all these women have in their mind, okay, cycle day three cycle day, I'm scanning, here's my blood draw, here's this, my estrogen should be here. And I, I am able to walk right, right alongside with them. And sometimes I remember their appointments better than their spouse, if I, <laughs> if I say so myself. So I can, you know, I call it touchstoning where we have our support sessions, we run our support group, but I'm touchstoning with um, so many of our patients, just how did today's draw go? Um, how are you feeling after your trigger shot? You know, and just, just being with them in the minutia to make sure they, they know how cared for they are, how they're not just a number, they're not just lost in the gamut, but that somebody is, is truly in this with them. And so when that period might start or when that negative comes, we're able to really pull in with our relationship that we've established. We reinstill hope and resiliency and we, we move our 
feet forward. And so we stay, we stay, you know, we don't pull out, we don't um, drop out because we feel alone and stressed. They have somebody who knows them and, and intimately is aware of, of their week to week experience as they're trying to get that pregnancy in place. So give me, but the last question I have for this segment Mm -hmm. is tell me some techniques that you'd like to share with couples that you have found to be the most valuable uh, when they're going through a fertility journey. Absolutely. So I think the simplest ones outside of just what an established therapeutic relationship would be, which helps you change the way you think our, our thoughts, we can't control what thoughts come into our mind, but that certainly influences the way we feel and our feelings influence the way we behave. So any good counseling experience is going to help you dismantle unhelpful self-defeating thoughts that are making you feel and, and live in a way that's not serving you well. Um, but kind of hopping into a more understandable uh, ground with that I think most people can do something with is, is that mind body connection. So helping them learn, how do I help my, my brain get the message that I'm safe and okay, when it might think there's a quote, saber tooth tiger chasing you, Mm. and you're at work, and you're just, you're feeling that anxiety, your body is tense, your heart is racing. And it's because you've got a, a blood draw coming up with important news, but your brain doesn't think that. So just the mind body connection, whether it's diaphragmic breath work, progressive muscle relaxation. Um, there's very simple ways to help your body not feel like it's, it's on fire with anxiety. And I think most, most of us really need that in the fertility treatments because there's so things are changing at such a rapid, rapid rate in terms of information and, and things like that. The other thing that we help them do is just find permission to establish boundaries. Who in your life is draining? What don't you want to do this month? What do we need to kind of carve out and box out? And sometimes people really struggle with those people pleasing tendencies, especially women. And so really to help them kind of move, move into how do we have healthy boundaries? Um, And then again, kind of bouncing back to that cognitive restructuring. How do we how do we make sure that the inner dialogue inside of you is supporting you, keeping you feeling hopeful and, and inspired to continue forward and not full of shame, guilt, defeat um, that, that can make it feel even more cumbersome to continue to move forward until we get that pregnancy? Well, that is all great advice, Claire. And I really, really appreciate you being on this segment. And I know that we've got a couple more segments uh, that we're going to be with you uh, soon. So I just want to thank you so much. And this concludes the podcast of today. And this is Dr. Kowalczyk and Dr. C and the D. Until next time.